The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, more on type 1 diabetes. An important thing to mention is that everything needed to treat diabetes is paid by the government on the LTI, the Long-Term Illness Scheme. Being diagnosed with diabetes is not a financial strain. It may be difficult in other ways, but it's not a financial strain. Uh, Thank you for highlighting type 1 diabetes. I have a niece and a cousin with type 1. We are a family with many autoimmune conditions. I myself have three autoimmune conditions, including pernicious anemia. More awareness and education of GPs on diagnosing these conditions is needed in this country. But kudos to the health system for their type 1 diabetes program. Once my niece's type 1 was diagnosed, the treatment and follow-up was and is excellent. She uses the DEX pump appliance uh, who will also build a factory in Athenry shortly. She's training in Edinburgh to be a nurse and has to fly over to Ireland every two months for her prescription. The NHS don't use the pump system and UK Customs used to impound the medicine when posted and demanded that taxes be paid to release the package. So there you are, interesting stuff from Sinead in Toome. Thank you for that. Now, Andrea Gilligan is here to talk about Lunchtime Live. I want to chat to people today who've missed work or been late for work because of disappearing buses, Pat. 87 106 is the WhatsApp. And do you have any weird or strange phobias? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I do uh, touch wood, you know, if I say something. Uh, that, but that's only a superstition yes, and it's only a... Uh, almost an automatic thing. But I wouldn't stand on the edge of the cliff some more. Well, that's because you're sensible, Pat, <laughs> rather than have a phobia now. But like you're, you're sharks, rats, mice. Well, I, I mean, what are you talking about? I don't come across sharks very often. No, I don't know. But what about mice and rats? Are you OK with them? I'm I'm OK. I mean, I wouldn't want them in the house and I deal with them. Um, no, not really worried too much. Yeah. Ladders. I had to think about bats years ago because I don't know how times have changed. But when we went on holiday to rush... I remember frequently we'd find a bat behind a picture hanging on the wall. Yeah, I'm definitely going to add that to my long and lengthy list of all the things that I'm scared of. But I want to talk to people about strange phobias as well in the show today. All right, John Fardy is here. Do you have phobias, John? I, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. But I remember what you were saying. There used to be, we used to go to my grandmother's house in Monastrevin and you used to find bats when you go into darkened rooms. And yeah. that doesn't seem to happen. This anymore. is terrifying. It doesn't seem yeah. to happen anymore. Andrea, don't go. <laughs> we're just heating up here. And we used to talk as children about bats landing in your hair. That oh, they yes, had an affinity yes. for hair. Andre's actually gone. Elvis She's has gone. left the building. <laughs> anyway, it's time for Boxed and we're looking at the fourth season of Netflix's Sex Education with, as you've heard, a Screen Time presenter, John Fardy. Now, John, I think we should issue a health warning here. Absolutely. This show is very much about adult themes. Uh, sex is an adult theme. So just if they're younger ears listening, maybe, you know, Tune out for the next 10 minutes no. or however. Um, I haven't seen it myself, but I did. I just randomly went yeah. on last night and uh, I decided that this is not something that I want to watch with um, Kathy and Nicole. Okay. The, the particular scene I came upon. Right. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. Well, we won't get into that maybe. But this is a boy called Otis. It's a very clever setup, I think. And his mother, played brilliantly by Gillian Anderson, is a sex therapist. And as a result, she's overshared all his young life with him. And she's been talking about things some people would deem inappropriate from a very early age. And it's given him 
kind of sexual hang-ups. It's, it, it's been too freewheeling. Now, how old is he at this point? At this point, and this is the one criticism of the show, it's a bit like Fame or Grease. These people are playing 14 and 15-year-olds and the actors are all about 25 and 26. And I think that's why they finished it because no one was buying it anymore. Yeah, but well, mind you, they, they probably wouldn't be allowed if they were actually 14 or 15 well, that, that, to that perform in some of the scenes. Absolutely, that is very true. So, but he almost has this superpower because it's made him very knowledgeable about sex. And he meets this kind of, let's call her a rock and roll student called Maeve, who's very smart and kind of isn't into the school kind of thing. But she realises this kid knows a lot about sex and they come up with this partnership where she is going to be his business manager of sorts and he's going to run a sex clinic for teenagers for, for teenagers in this school Moordale and this is a typical school where there are a lot of confused people about what sexuality they are how sex works all that kind of stuff and what I love about this show is that you know contrary to appearances I'm no sex expert right <laughs> but this does sex in a way that is very messy and real as opposed to a lot of the stuff we see on TV and movies that it okay so you know the, the the traditional notion uh, this is before social media came along and people finding out everything they needed yeah. to find out online and maybe inappropriately looking at porn and so yeah. on. The whole idea was you learned about sex in school behind the, the bicycle shed talking yes. to your pals and they tried to explain things. And of course, most of it was wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Now and we have this teen sex expert <laughs> who knows it all. Yeah, he still gets plenty of stuff wrong and that's wherein lies the humour. And there is a great cast around them because there are all these teenagers who are confused about romance, about sex, about puberty and those kind of things. He has a best friend called Eric, who's on his, who, who's out to himself, but nobody else. Here, and again, uh, viewer, listener discretion advised here, but this is a classic interaction between Eric and Otis. Um, so Aura and I tried to, you know, have sex. No, but we tried to do more than kissing and she... And I couldn't... Get hard. So now I'm wondering whether maybe I've masturbated so much that my penis has run out of erections. <laughs> Eric, it's not funny. Who goes there? Well, I wasn't going to come out because what you're talking about is very strange and embarrassing and I thought it would be awkward. You should wash your hands, you dirty pig. I didn't do a poo. I was crying. Oh. Right, well, I hope you're okay. Thank you. What an odd little man. <laughs> now, I can see the humour and so on, but uh, also the, the idea that you might stumble upon this with your teenagers and find yourself watching it. It could be... Cringing for cringing, but you know, maybe maybe it might be a good thing. I certainly know, and it's funny what you were talking about. I don't want to go on a tangent, but I have small children, and they're being presented sex in a better way than you or I were than behind the bike shed, and they're talking about it earlier, which I think might be how old are they to the best? Well, my eleven-year-old, they, they, there are conversations happening in a very measured kind of way. I don't want to overshare here, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. it seems to me that what is ahead of him in terms of sex education is better than what we had, you know? Mm. As Billy Joel said in that song, I heard about sex, but not enough, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm digressing. So, so four seasons. Yes. And they've decided that this has to be the last because of the the the, the age of the actors more yeah, than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it it was probably maybe running its course. Now, season it's the first three seasons. I think were great, and and lots of stuff happened. Otis and this girl may have had a will they won't they all through, which was beautifully rendered. Now, in season four, at the end of season three, the school they were all in called Moordale. It closes for various reasons and they all go to this new school and this is the most incredibly woke school you've ever been at. They have yoga classes, they have booths. There's already a sex therapist there so Otis has issues He's in terms redundant. Of somewhat, but he finds his way back and they also have gossiping jars. You're not allowed to gossip and it spins the whole thing on its head very well. Plus, it wraps up Beautifully. And I was I was close to tears with the last scene and what happens between Maeve and Otis. I won't say anymore. It is dividing sex education fans for some reason because she they think uh, Laurie Nunn, who, who wrote it, who was on screen time last week, incidentally, uh, just get that in there, just kind of wanted to do things differently. And it's, it's, it's dividing people. But I, I think it's beautiful the way it ended up. Now you have a second clip. Yeah, so we haven't really mentioned Gillian Anderson. She is brilliant in this. So she's this oversharing sex therapist who in essence is a single parent because Otis's dad, he's on the periphery, let's say. And she has her own romantic and sexual entanglements as well. But she is a very, very good sex therapist, I think. And this is her discussing with a patient why it's okay sometimes or at all not to want sex sometimes. I don't want to have sex at all ever with anyone. I think I might be broken. Okay. I don't feel anything. I have no connection to it. It's sort of like I'm surrounded by a huge feast with everything I could want to eat, but I'm not hungry. Do you know what asexuality is? It's when someone has no sexual attraction to any sex or gender. Sex just doesn't do it for some people. But I still want to fall in love. Well, some asexual people still want romantic relationships, but they don't want the sex bit. And others don't want either. You know, sexuality is fluid. Sex doesn't make us whole. And so how could you ever be broken? Um, that's uh, quite touching yeah. and uh, quite serious. Yeah. But uh, you've described other series as dramedies. Is this a dramedy, like oh, a good the, drama and also great gags? Absolutely. And you know what? It's probably, I read this phrase the other day and I think it's true. There is a slew of shows that are being termed nice. This this movement towards nice comedies or nice dramas. So Ted Lasso maybe fits into that a bit, where the central protagonist, in the case of this Julian Anderson and Otis, they're genuinely decent people. And there is a slight move towards that. This is the opposite of The Office in terms of, you know, biting yeah. satire or anything I suppose like Schitt's that. Creek would f- fall into that. Yeah, category. absolutely. Very yeah. much so. Very yeah. much so. By yeah. the way, is Julian Anderson as good a sex therapist as Barbara Streisand and Meet the Fockers? Uh, she's certainly different and of course Barbara Streisand played well that was more a therapist in Prince of Tides opposite Nick Nolte do you remember mm, that? yeah I do yeah. 
Yeah. That was more serious. That was more that, serious. That was more yes, serious. Yes. What have you got in screen time this week? The great John Carney who gave us Sing Street and once has a lovely new movie I'd call Flora and so on. And Ken Loach's last movie is hitting the cinemas this week called The Old Oak. That great bastion of social realism, Ken Loach. His screenwriter, Paul Lafferty, who has written all his movies for the last 30 years, joins me in studio for a long chat. A long chat. Uh, one of the texts, um, best laugh ever. People should watch it just to be cheered up by Eric's laugh. And I love the show. The latest series is out there, but still funny, interesting and has superb acting. That's a well said for a sex education. Uh, John, thank you very much you. for joining us. And that's uh, pretty much all we have time for today. Uh, a reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the Newstalk app powered by GoLoud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. My thanks to our team, editor Emer Bradley, senior producer Claire Darmody, producer Sue Murphy, researcher JJ Clark, the broadcast assistant Anne-Marie Kane, and Cormac McDonald on sound. But up next, it's Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gillian. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.